Hello, this is Natalie and Rachel, and we are so excited to have um, a gal that we are going to interview today. Yeah. So, um, if you guys have been listening for a while now, a lot of the people we interview are from our church. So, if you are thinking that you need a place to call home, <laughs> our, our church us. is one of them. If you're like, "Wow, all these people are so awesome," I want to get to know them. You can. <laughs> so but. yeah, well, why don't you introduce our guest? So today we have Sabrina, and we were in a Bible study together. It was mostly over Zoom. I'm trying to remember yes. it because mm-hmm. why it was over Zoom for a little bit. So um, this is actually a really our first time getting to sit down and get to know each other. But um, we have become Facebook friends, and a few weeks ago she just posted just a beautiful testimony, and I love that. It's by the word of your testimony, and I keep hearing that and again the blood and of the again. Lamb. The blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And I think today, what we see, especially online, we see a lot of arguing, we see a lot of division, yeah. and it's. But what comes down to it is, we don't have to have all the facts straight. We don't need to sit there and debate and go round and round and round. Mm-hmm. But what we can do to spread God's truth is our testimony. What has God done in my own personal life? And so Sabrina is just kind of here to just talk about her testimony and I love that you can't argue with somebody's testimony yeah so Sabrina Mm -hmm. why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you are and (laughs) um yeah so my name is Sabrina um I am from Las Vegas originally and I got brought out here to Idaho through my brother's prayers you guys know well I do you know Jay yeah I've I've met him okay so Jay um and Yeah, so now we're here, Um, and just to kind of, you know, piggyback off of what you were saying is um, there is a lot of division, and it's it's funny because a few days before um, the ruling came out, is it the Supreme Court who came out with it? Yeah. Yes. um, The Lord had... Roe v. Wade stuff? Yes. The Lord had given me a word, and the word was... Um, that he's putting things back in order into its original intent. Um, little did I know that all this was going on in the Supreme Court. I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the news. Um, so it was crazy to me how he gave me that word. And then a few days later, this came out. And so when God is on the move to do something, it will be done. And, you know, a lot of people can look at it as coming from, you know, pro um, lifers. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if, if God sets out to do something, that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when I shared my testimony on Facebook, uh, which caused you to bring me here today to share my testimony, um, I did get a lot of backlash from other women now our fight is not against flesh and blood it's completely spiritual there is um a demonic force behind the whole abortion move Mm -hmm. the uh what is it pro-choice um and some people just call themselves pro-abortion now they aren't even saying pro-choice oh okay i did i wasn't aware so So, pro-abortion um they're not even trying to hide Yes. What it is anymore. It's yes. So and that's where we're at right now. Um, they're doing it plainly and openly. And it's because they're so deceived. And yeah. it's it's and I'm coming from a place of and this is why you brought me on is because I was deceived. 
um, when you grow up, you know, and you're taught this, you know, it comes from a place of self-centeredness and selfishness. And you think that it's normal. And I thought that it was normal. Um, Just grew up thinking, you know, people get abortions, it's no big deal. or Yeah, but not only that, but when you're taught that it's my choice, you know. And it's no one else's business. Yeah. yeah and, and you're kind of shunned for having a child at a young age, for not making it to college because of a child. People, you know, when all these seeds are planted in you as you're growing up and you're looked down upon for having a child at a young age, that's where the choice comes in. Well, at least for me, I'm not going to have a baby before I get a degree or I'm not going to have a baby before I'm married or whatever, you know, because they have these standards set up in society now. So or in the culture, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so my first abortion, I was with the father, um, but he already had a baby on the way. And so when I brought to his attention that I was pregnant, um, he didn't necessarily say that he wanted to keep it. And so I, you know, was like, well, he doesn't want it anyway. And I haven't gotten gone to college or anything like that so I ended up having an abortion yes and I feel like it was completely for no reason because I said I'm, I'm gonna get my degree and I ended up not even getting that so um, the second time comes around and, and I told the Lord I would never do it again um, but it was funny because this is me being a prodigal daughter and so I grew up in the church let me start there I went to Bible studies in middle school, um, but it stopped once I got into high school. But you always carry that in your heart. Train your child up in the way which they should go, you know, and they will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. So um, I believed in Jesus, you know, and, and that's another thing. There's a deception out there where if you confess the name of Jesus Christ, you know, I was deceived because it's a life. It's a surrendered lifestyle, you know. And, um, but I ended up saying in this prayer, um, Lord, please don't take it away from me to have children. You know, I said that and, um, I just felt like I needed to because that's how sovereign our God is. He's a loving, merciful God, but he's also a just God. You know, you got to take all of his attributes into whole, into a whole. And so, um, I prayed that. And I said, you know, if you don't take this away from me, I will, the child that I have, I will raise them up to know you. They will live for you. And so then I had my son, Shia, Shia Jonah. Um, And during this time, though, I said I would never do it again. And what happened? I found, yes, I found myself in a predicament and I got another abortion. Now... What I wanted to really bring into this conversation is there's actually, and the Lord revealed this to me, there's actually something very demonic attached to the abortions. Because once I had the abortion, I found my health being attacked. I found completely isolated from God. And... I found myself 
in a mental state of mind that I knew was not normal, if that makes sense. And so I was very depressed. Um, I was treating the symptoms of depression, going out, smoking, drinking, clubbing, this and that. Did you connect at the time your depression to the abortion or did you just no. think it was life? Okay. Yes, because I feel like that's a really good question. I feel like we are taught that these things are normal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? When you grow up in a traumatic situation or everyone has their own story right and so and then you're taught to think oh this is just normal this is how it is when really it's not and um i i didn't come to that revelation until after i got saved and the lord delivered me little by little and that's another thing i wanted to touch on is you can you can be saved and still need deliverance Mm -hmm. you know from depression and and guilt and and shame of past decisions too, huh? Yeah, it just brings about. I've, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I, I was, in a in a sense, I was possessed. I was possessed, and each time the pastor. This is the thing. I, this is when COVID was happening. So I encountered the Lord at home. I, I wasn't in a church. I actually didn't go to church for the first year of being saved. Wow. And I truly believe that the Lord was just training me up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was meeting you where you were. Yes. I, yeah. I can tell you I encountered him mm-hmm. numerous times in that home. There's a dream that I had that I will never, ever forget. And it was very dark, and it was thousands of evil spirits coming upon me. And I just shouted the name Jesus. And it was right in my room. It felt so real because the door that I had right here leading out to my patio in this dream, a light broke through and it was the sun. Mm -hmm. And I heard glass shattering. I'll never forget this dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of them just kind of went away and disintegrated and went into ashes. Um, But I bring that up to say that there's actually, and I do think that, a lot of people need to be aware of this. You're, you're technically yeah. entering into a covenant when you are having an abortion. You're signing oh. your life away for bloodshed, innocent bloodshed. Yes. And I had to get delivered from it. I had to get delivered from it. Yeah. And once you come to Jesus and he removes all of that and reveals all of this to you, then it all makes sense. Then you see, I was a portal for Satan, you know, and because um, I think like too after you, like, mm-hmm. I've noticed like even in my own sin, like once you go past a line, like we know that sin separates us from God, and there's forgiveness because like you said, we have a sovereign God, you know, He forgives us. There's grace, but with all the people in the Bible, even the woman at the well, even the woman, yes. you know, how many husbands, He didn't say like, okay, now go back to living the life he kept telling them go tell people about me go mm-hmm. leave your life of sin when they threw the rocks you know yes. and she said are you gonna like who's left to accuse you he says go and leave your life of sin yes and i think a lot of times christians even when we ask for forgiveness and we we still live in bondage and yes. i know in my own personal experience 
like you said, growing up in the church, like, oh, I should know better. But why? But then you're still living in that bondage Mm -hmm. because Satan, like you said, has deceived us. Mm -hmm. And we have this whole cultural Christianity Mm -hmm. that says, do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you manifesting and Mm -hmm. thanking the universe. And you're just thinking, what is going on here? And it's because from Christians, you know, I understand that from people who aren't saved. And then, like you said, it's the deceit because you can be saved, but still in bondage yes yes and I understood and this is the beauty of being at Jesus's feet because nothing is hidden from him Mm -hmm. and you can completely be yourself Mm -hmm. raw bare yeah you know and he's revealing during this time he had revealed so many things that were in my heart and I said Lord This isn't a surprise to you. You called me this way. Help me. And it was through many, many tears, many, many times of being on my knees, crying out to him that deliverance came. And it was like an onion just peeling back the layers. And then I found myself getting frustrated because I'm like, I thought I already, you know, (laughs) but then he reveals another thing like, oh, no, this is what I'm revealing to you here, you know, because it goes back so far i i was molested as as a a child and we were taught not to say anything that yeah. we would get in trouble and so i was also silenced at a very young age um and i can remember being a kid and i was i never talked and then also i was always attacked like i, I just remember my mom having to take me to the doctor because all these things were happening to me and um, so and then, you know, I was also raped um, as a teenager and I turned to alcohol and that never works. Why do they call alcohol wine and spirits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I smoked every day. I was in a dispensary seven months pregnant, smoking with my son in my stomach. This is where I came from. So I just want you guys to know, or whoever's listening, he looks upon you. There was actually a, um, a grace period. The Lord had been tugging on my heart for years. Yeah. And um, I kept saying, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. That's Satan's lie. There's that you always have time. Yeah. You yeah. only live one day. You only live once. Yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so... And it just got worse and worse. And I just spiraled and spiraled. And then I had the second abortion. And the Lord will let you get to the end of yourself. I'll tell you, I was at the end of myself. I was tormented in my mind. When I I love what you said about how you had it all out there for Jesus. Like nothing was hidden. Mm -hmm. But with Satan... The strategy was to hide and to make you feel bad for things that happened to you yeah. when you were young. And that's Satan's strategy is to keep things hidden and then we never have to deal with it and we never have to fix it. But the thing is, these things build up and build up until they cause us torment in our minds mm-hmm. and they destroy our lives from the inside out. And it is a lie of Satan that we can have all these things deep down hidden in us that it's not going to affect us on the outside. Mm-hmm. Because even if you can't connect, oh, this is happening because of this, it is it is happening because there's something not right inside. But then it's funny when 
when you become a Christian, it's not like you're automatically healthy and perfect and you're doing everything right. It's like, but the things have clicked and now there's grace. And, and I love how, uh, especially when you're a new Christian, you're like not asked to go, you know, start a church when you're a brand new Christian, you know, <laughs> like God knows he needs to build us. And, and even, you know, I've been a Christian a long time and I feel like he's still peeling off and being like, Hey, yes. remember this from when you were a kid? That's why you act this way. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to find healing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause Satan wants to cover it up, bury mm-hmm. it and make it rot and mold and everything. But, but Jesus wants to sometimes rip the bandages off and say, Hey, this, this wound needs to heal. Well, and yeah. like wounds, like if you like wounds need air to air out mm-hmm. and it hurts and it's painful, but if they don't heal all the way, just bumping them can like reopen that wound. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I want this wound gone for good. And the mm-hmm. only thing that can bring that is deliverance from the Lord. But yeah. like you said, Satan doesn't want that. He wants us to live that. And yeah. when all those, you're talking about all those things that have happened to you. And I think what, it, what the strategy too is for you to devalue your life. So you start devaluing who you are, but the Bible says you're as precious as rubies, you know, like you're a daughter of the King. And so what was the thing that like finally just made you be like, okay, I need this radical change. Was it just a little bit build up or like you kind of said that you had like, was it that dream or you just had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and you're like, whoa, this is real, you know? (laughs) The tug was there. I knew, and this is where bondage comes in, because I knew that I wanted a relationship with Jesus. Let me rephrase. Let me go back and just a little bit. I went to a Christian camp in middle school when I was attending Bible study or Bible. You, you guys know the Sunday, Wednesdays, Bible yeah. um, studies on Wednesdays. For, oh, yeah. yeah young kids. Groups, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I went to a church camp and... I actually encountered the Lord at 12 years old and at that church camp. And um, he put the desire in my heart that whatever husband I have, I want it to be Jesus. (laughs) And, you know, my father got killed when I was a baby by my uncle, my mom's brother. Um, And so I also said, so I never had a father. That's my reason of saying that. But I also said, um, like, God, you're my father and, and my husband will be like you. You know, he will he will reflect your attributes. Um, now, I didn't necessarily say those words at 12. But um, and so I encountered him. But now now after being in the pit and being completely dark, I'm talking like my heart was so bitter and prideful and revengeful and it's so funny to me because the world's definition of love is nothing like Jesus's love but um back to your question um what was your question again I'm so sorry oh no you're good like did was there a turning point it sounds like God throughout your life was tugging you yes it was like a yes tug of war between Satan and Jesus yes 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 uh, Sorry, yeah, I'm, I've, I'm yeah, like on that because yeah. he gave me that vision uh, right before I moved out to Idaho of a tug of war. And I was hanging so tightly to the rope and it was causing scars and bruising. And he said, just let it go. Have you, you seen, know, oh, sorry. No, Have you're you fine. Seen that, um, 
YouTube video and it's like this girl and she's all happy and then she like say and takes all these things and there's a part in the video where all it's, it's a bunch of actors and they're all like and they're pretending to be like the different demons in her life and they're all just coming down on her heart and they're like taking over her and then she, she calls out to and it's like Jesus is trying to pull her back in I'm gonna get emotional just thinking about I'll it I'll link he, the video in the show yeah, notes and he's pulling her and really pulling her and pulling her and then he just she calls out to him and he drops the rope and he comes and he stands beside her and goes boom and like yeah. everything falls to the ground and it's just oh, him man. and her and he embraces her into this yes. hug and I said did you feel like you had that moment where you just felt like everything was drowning on you that and like you could feel Jesus tugging you and then you just cry out yes I just, yes I just didn't know how mm-hmm. so he was tugging on me tough mm-hmm. and I knew I knew that I wanted to make a decision I just didn't know how mm-hmm. and my brother now, this is now I was at a point where I didn't love myself. I was Googling ways on how to. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. I did not expect to get. And you know what? It's okay to be vulnerable yeah. and to cry. We that's cry one. Every that's one thing that the Lord <laughs> is working on me with. Yeah. Um, but I was Googling ways on how to how to die and this is having two children I didn't care I didn't care about my children I didn't I didn't want to be here and I shared that um on my Facebook it says in Revelations and they will seek death Mm. and not find it Mm. and um because God still had a plan for your life yes Uh, yes 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 Satan's plan for your life is for yes was to end it yes and so um but there was just all these voices, murder, this and that. And I, I can remember. So this is my breaking point. I can remember my brother would text me randomly and he would just say one thing. Jesus loves you, you know, and it seems so simple and so cliche nowadays. But to someone I was in Las Vegas. Nobody talks about Jesus. I had wished that someone would come up to me and share their testimony or prophesied or something, you know, and um, he would he would tell me that. And because I didn't love myself, I couldn't believe it. And what really got me was he said, Jesus came. He came not for those who are already saved, but he came back for those who aren't saved. You know, and that's what broke down my walls. And I remember him praying and I was I think I was in my closet or in front of my closet because at this point, the attacks, the demonic attacks were so real. I had to hurdle up and yeah, it was intense. And because they knew that I was about to get delivered. And so, yes, yes, yes. And so my brother, he I remember the prayer that he prayed and he he commanded those voices to leave wow. and they went away it was like that dream they just kind of you know wow. dissipated and um right wow. then and there he said you need to say it and i couldn't say it there was something like choking me and i told him that i'm i'm being completely open and honest and raw this is something that you it it happens and he's he knew what it was and it was a demonic attack in that moment and he prayed over that and i was able the chains were broken off the fetter was off my 
throat and I was able to say, Jesus, forgive me. I surrender. I am not worthy, but please help me. You know, and after that, he went to work in my life. Yeah. And there was um, probably just like a chorus in heaven just celebrating. That's what he said. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he said. I can't imagine the singing that happened. And I think that's just a beautiful picture. So many times what you said, you were like longing for somebody to just reach out and say something. And how many times are we at the grocery store? And I've done this. I've been at the park and I see another mom and then I walk away and I'm feeling convicted because the Lord's like, you were supposed to speak to her and you weren't listening to me. Yeah. too busy. Doing I was your weird, own thing. worried about being weird. Yeah, or, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to sound weird. I don't want to offend the person. But you don't know. And even if they don't want to hear and say, "Okay," you don't know what seeds that the Lord is planting. Exactly. But just to show, like, the faithfulness of your brother, that yes. he didn't give up on you and he yes. kept praying. And so, for those that are listening, that are like, "I am praying for a family member," and it's yes. hopeless. To not give up and not keep reaching out and not keep pursuing them because you are the hands and feet of Jesus. And if your brother hadn't been there that night to be praying for you and because at that point you couldn't, you didn't even recognize all that stuff at first. You didn't Mm -hmm. know. You were like, I'm going to take stuff for my depression. I'm going to, you didn't um, recognize until until the Lord revealed it. Like, oh, this is a true and having your yes. brother to be there, knowing exactly what this was, mm-hmm. knowing exactly what to pray for. I mean, that's yeah. beautiful that your brother never gave up on you. Yes. And kept pursuing. And that's how Jesus is. Yeah, that's how Jesus yeah. is. He too. will stop at nothing when so, to that pursue. Point, were you able to say, Jesus loves me and believe it? No, it still took time. Wow. Really? Um, I was actually in a um, an abusive relationship. And I think that's part of why I have an issue with crying now because that was used as a weapon, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and and I was of, yeah I was made to feel like crying was wrong and that it was bad. So, um, where was I going with this Holy Spirit? No, yeah. Um, um where, where at what point were you able to start letting Jesus love you? Oh, you yes. Said you heard Jesus loves me and you just couldn't believe it. And, yes. But you said it took time because mm-hmm. kind of the circumstances you were in at the time. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I never got love from my father. Um, I never got love from the man who was supposed to love me. I yeah. feel like I was always begging for that. Um, and so it was hard to believe that, you know, I just needed to accept it. So I accepted his forgiveness, but the harder part for me was um, to forgive myself. Um, That was the harder part. Um, But it opened up an entire, he opened up my heart and he's like, this is what I'm going to uproot because these are weeds. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah, so that's what happened there. Because it's not like you get saved and then all your problems go away. I think there's this like misconception in American Mm -hmm. Christianity. We want everything to be like squeaky clean all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and don't go to church until you've cleaned up your life. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Um, no. The church is a hospital for hemorrhaging people. Like yes. we're all, yes. we're all sinners. We need a doctor. We are yes. literally dying without. Well, even the you know, people without, that seem like they have it all together, and you're like, they have it figured yeah, out. And yeah. then you talk with them, and you're like, oh wow. Are mm-hmm. even some of the counsels like the 
counsel that I see in my church, you know, um, just being like, you have it all figured out, but then hearing their story and how they got to their relationship with God. Like, it's a lot of, like you said, pulling out those weeds, and that's painful. And I think some Christians even get to that point, and they're like, I'm ready to be delivered. I'm ready. And then that pain from pulling out those weeds, it becomes too much, and then that's where they're like, I can't do this. Yeah, or sometimes the word will fall on... Um, dry ground, you know, um, springs up fast and then yes, as soon as it gets hard, but if yes, you press in and I, that's what I like emphasize. But if you just press in and mm-hmm. it hurts, and sometimes it does seem like it would be easier just to kind of live like you want, but then you're back in bondage. I love like you're either going to be a slave to Jesus or a slave to the world. Like, wouldn't you rather be a yeah. slave to a master who gives his life for you? Mm-hmm. And um, that is true. I don't know if you see me in church. You do see me in church, but I don't have it all together. And um, one thing that I had been struggling with is not just my divorce, but uh, I had to leave a son behind. You know, if I wanted to come out here, I was I was threatened if if, if I'm going to leave the state because it's not good for me, um, then I would have the cops called on for taking the kids. And so one of the things that I had to do is I had to agree upon leaving one of my children. And that was tough on me. And I actually I was on my brother's couch. So I was on the couch. I was shopping at Goodwill. Um, I was on the couch with my three-month-old daughter, and my son was on the other couch, and many, many nights, and crying, Lord, <laughs> look yeah. at my situation, yeah. you know, and it comes from intimacy with the Lord. It comes from truly depending on Him to get you through that day and to be your strength, and um, I have no words for where he has me at now because now I'm, I'm, you know, I got an actual purse that's good quality. Like now I have, you know, stuff that hasn't been worn, you know, yeah. and things like that. And um, and you are absolutely beautiful. Like, yeah. Thank you. Not, <laughs> not just because um, you have an outside beauty, but I also think when the Holy Spirit lives in you, like, it's just an undeniable abuse, you know? <laughs> it took a lot of, and that's what I tell people. You have to, um, he said in Revelations, I counsel you to purchase gold refined in fire. So it is through each of our obstacles that he teaches you to embrace it. He was teaching the disciples the entire time faith. So, um, and that's what it is. Some, I think maybe some people think that, Walking with Jesus is going to take away all your problems. And no, you're actually now in spiritual warfare and you're open to it. You're awake to it. You're risen up to it now, you know. And so those days where there was there was actually a day, I think it was the second time I attended Harvest. Um, sorry, was I supposed to say that? Oh, okay. Where I attended, okay. Okay. Where I attended Harvest and it was Mother's Day and I did not want to go to church. I didn't even want to hear the name. And I knew this is demonic. And sometimes I think I came from a place of like, liking that, like I want to 
uh, willow in my sorrows mm -hmm. that I was yeah. like, yep, I'm, loves its company. yes, and I was like, I'm going to embrace this. Nope, I'm not going. My mom came in and she's, she said, get dressed. And so I, that day I had to fight and then it clicked. Oh, you're probably going to deliver me. That's why Satan's fighting so hard. I got in there and that day I broke down on my knees. And I don't know what he delivered me from, but I got delivered that day, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, and, and I actually recently, I'll be open about this. I got delivered from anger because the Jesus has had told me, give me your marriage, give me your husband, and I will restore to you double because I had been with him for years suffering, fighting for, for us to be stable and fighting to keep my family together, you know, yeah. and um yes so delivered from anger um there was a point where i couldn't even show my son affection um i was angry at love that's yeah. what it was well it's like if you've been in a dark room for a long time and then mm -hmm. you go out into the sun your eyes are hurt like, it hurts yeah. and even i think of the analogy with like even if you are really war cold and then you go into a warm room it's good that you're in the warm room, but it prickles and it hurts at first. Mm -hmm. And I think that Satan wants you to feel that discomfort and go back to the darkness. Like, mm -hmm. go hide in there. At least there, even though you were miserable, at least you knew what you were miserable about. Yes. And it's like, but in the light, we have to look at ourselves. And, you know, something, when I first came to Harvest, I was like, everyone here is so perfect. And I no. kind of was like, I was like, I was kind of a little insecure. Mm -hmm. And then we were doing one of our prayer services and the pastor said, I want you to raise your hand if you have ever struggled with mental illness. And she named a bunch of she, depression, anxiety, bipolar. She named sight, uh, all kinds of these. And to my shock, like so many people raised yes. their hand. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And then she's like, and she's like, because, you know, because I had suffered, I was a Christian and I was suffering with depression. And I was like, I felt so shameful about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say the word depression. I would say, I'd tell my husband, I'm like, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling it. And he'd know what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. But I was so afraid of even the word depression because I didn't want anyone to know yeah. how much I was suffering. And then the next thing the pastor said was, now, um, now, uh, put your hands down if the Lord's delivered you from it. Almost everyone's hands went down, and there were just a few people left. And he's like, and just, today you're going to get delivered. And so yes. the few hands that were still up, yes, everybody who had been delivered from these horrible you know, conditions of your mind and your soul, they yes. went around the people that were still suffering, and they prayed for them. And I have been delivered from depression and Satan sneaks in and he's always trying to get me back mm -hmm. in there. And, and, but now, like you said, we call those demons out. I yes. call it depression. And I yes. say today depression doesn't win. I win. The Lord in me wins. I get out of bed yes. and no matter what demons are attacking me, I'm not going to let it win. And mm -hmm. now I have Jesus being my warrior, you know, in yes. front of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think it's hard. We want to yeah. hide the mm -hmm. parts of us that are icky, you know, mm -hmm. like we're icky, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you said, bringing it to the light and then people can see, oh, I, when I looked, I was shocked by some of the people raising their hands. Mm -hmm. Like that person, 
Yes. They're so, you know, but yeah, it's like, because yes. God is doing a work in every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And Satan also has a plan. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be aware of those plans for our lives. And if, if depression is Satan's strategy for me, I have to recognize when it's coming on and call on the Holy Spirit and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I appreciate your openness. Cause and your, um, just your vulnerability to share this. Because I even think um, we do have a few single moms who... Mm-hmm listen to our podcast who've come out Mm -hmm. of hard situations and there may be even moms who are listening that are like I'm trapped in my situation but to actually see a mom to come out and say no I walked away I gave it all to God and then did something as radical as coming across the state and I don't know if you know this about me I left my husband and um, I took our daughter and I left and kind of the same thing I came to harvest but I, at the time, I had a lot of pride, and I had a lot of things to work through. I wasn't one of those people that people were looking at, like, oh, she has it all together. I was one of those people like, oh, she really doesn't have it together. But, um, but just giving that back And you to left the, without planning on, no, you're like, it's over. Three yeah. days, like, or just a couple weeks, I, I can't even remember. We were supposed to get divorced because of COVID. It pushed mm-hmm. back the court date. Oh. I was sitting in Bible study one day and I had gotten everything like we talk about this in another podcast but the Lord was like you are not supposed to go through with your divorce and I was just thinking uh, who was supposed to spend all that money for a lawyer and after like <laughs> leaving literally like leaving yeah. him and what I didn't know and I, I just gave up on that relationship because I was like there's no way that change can happen there's no way that God can restore and when I left him he went his he went to church found a pastor and like was like what do i do to get my family back and i'm not saying like that's gonna happen i like are you with him yeah we're together now yeah yeah. i'm her sister and i no one in our family we're like we're about to celebrate our nine-year wedding anniversary so the lord he did and he had to come here and he got counsel in our church and laid down his life and said he literally like it's so funny. He like, oh my gosh! He said, "What do I need to do no. to get my family back?" So I think. To no. Me, yes, it's a mir- it total. Sorry, miracle. and I'm her sister, okay, so no. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's never gonna happen. But it's, <laughs> and I feel like the Lord had to be like, well, look at the fruit, and now I'm yeah. even seeing it, and I'm like. I was I was one of that was like oh it's over yeah and, yeah you know he doesn't deserve my sister no <laughs> but, but you know but God yes. God but, can do anything yes and God is for marriage and God is for restoration and yeah. reconciliation I'm so and glad so, you guys brought this up because now after I got saved he spoke to me I was putting decorations away I've always wanted a girl let me just say that and I had the two pregnancies and I was like I'm not getting pregnant because it's not going to be a girl because my husband has so many brothers um but I was putting decorations away because I love to help you know the mamas with their baby showers and um it was for a girl and he said don't put them away and I was like okay lord sure so I put them up into storage and at that time he said clear as day I cannot make this up he can be audible. It was right oh, yeah. here. Yeah. And he said, you're going to get pregnant. And right before I can finish saying, did I hear that right? He said, yes, it's going to be a girl. Wow. I went around telling everybody. Okay. I was like the woman at the well who went back and said, I just met a man who knew everything about my life, you know. And so I went back and I told everybody and everybody 
Were they like the slander, you know? Yeah, and and you know, they call me crazy, they're doubting, and I said, you know what, Lord, this isn't even for me. You did this for whoever is lacking in faith. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so three months later I got pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and so oh, here it comes and wow. I'm like, it's a girl. I already knew the gender. I didn't need a gender reveal, but so many people did not believe. I was excited. Yeah, yeah, keep them coming. Keep the comments yeah. coming yeah, because right. you're going to see God, okay? That's amazing. The, the gender reveal came back. It was a girl. He gave me the name to call her to, and it was Isabella or Isabel. Oh, that's so pretty. Yes, and it means, I found out what it means. It means consecrated to God. So oh, it was even more beautiful, and I was like, yes, Lord. And, um, and so after that, I say that to say this because we were talking about reconciliation. Um, I had faith in that, obviously. Okay. The Lord had spoke to me and said, I'm going to save your husband and I'm going to save your marriage. And I'm going to give you double for all that you suffered with your relationship with him. I suffered a lot. This is a man who didn't have his mom or his dad in his life. He was an adulterer's kid. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so now I'm at this point, and so I'm so glad you brought it up. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that um, he gave me this word. And usually God does what we don't expect. Yeah. It usually gets darker before the dawn, you know. Oh, and yes. Cool. I got that prophecy when I first really? came to Harvest. She's like, you know that song where it just you just haven't seen it, and it's just like the sunset before the dawn. Like yes. it's always darkest before the dawn. Yes. She's like I keep hearing that song, and she's like, and I just know you just haven't seen it yet. And I and I had literally we we didn't like grow up in like prophetic. Yeah. Home. Like we grew up. Our dad is a pastor. So when I like first time I come to church and people are giving me these prophecies, <laughs> what is this? But if they would have told me, oh, you're gonna see the Lord restore your marriage, I would have yes. been like. Out, and mm-hmm. I don't even want that, exactly you know? yes but, but. so this happened and I said oh you gave me this faith you made this happen with my child because I was gonna need this kind of faith for you to do the work in my husband yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so many times and I've wrestled with him I felt like Jacob wrestling with Jesus mm-hmm. where he had to get him in the hip yeah you know yeah. and so um that happened, and um, and now here I am, and it's completely opposite. The divorce went through. He he committed adultery. He's still with her. Um, but the Lord, and I had let that go. And, and by the way, can I be transparent here? Even after being saved, I was angry with God after being saved. Like, you let me down. You gave me this word, and now look at where we're at. But he says that his word will not come back to him void. Yeah, that's true. And so um, so this is where I'm at now, though. So when you see me in church, I am just fellowshipping with the Lord. I'm fighting battles. There are things that I'm fighting at, at my job. Um, a lot of demonic presences and stuff. Um, but he's so good and he's faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. So... And in Joel, it, oh sorry, and Joel, how it says that He will restore mm-hmm. what the locusts have eaten. And yes, to just being able to pray that and pray that, and like yes. you can pray to God, like 
his promises. Like, Lord, mm-hmm. you promised you would restore mm-hmm. what the locusts have eaten. And it's just amazing to see what the mm-hmm. Lord can do. Because I will call that promises on our daughter, too. I'll be like, yes, you promised this. What's going daughter. on with your daughter? Just do when we have like you know behavioral stuff with our with our kids. Oh, just, she had a hard start because she was born premature and and she oh. had a lot of her life. Oh, she fought. Hard oh, she came out a warrior. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we'll call on that. We're like God. We'll call on prophecy spoken over her. Yeah, we'll call and we'll be like, no, like Satan. She belongs to the Lord. Yes, you do not have any authority in her life, and you know. Yes, but you can call upon those things to God, and I. Think yes, we just. I, I don't know if it's just we lost a generation and it's yes. kind of a generation of timidity. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, is that a word? Yeah, timidity. Yeah, tim- like afraid mm-hmm. to, I'm afraid to say what I believe because someone, you know, I'll say it online, but I won't say it in person, yeah. you know. But, but. To, like, have, a, have God's authority, like God's given us authority right. to speak over our children, speak yes. over our lives. And, and, and we're not perfect, so there'll be times, like, I am infertile, so there are times yeah. when I do get angry with God, and I mm-hmm. say, like, why? Like, why, God, can't yeah. I have children? But, you know, um, but he's so good. Yeah. To remind us, like, even if you don't get any of the things that you, you want, which he is a God who gives us these promises, a God who loves you, he wants to give us good gifts. Because yes. he's a good God. But even if he didn't give us anything else in this life, he gave us his son who died for us and died for our sins and gave us a way back to him. I mean, that alone is to wake up, no matter how bad a situation is, I think that alone, just knowing that we have salvation and by God has set eternity in our hearts. When I love, you know, the story of the the crippled man that they put through the ceiling to see Jesus, you know, that story where they, his friends. Are you prophetic? I've had prophetic calls on me and I have spoken prophecy in the past. But so you are prophetic. Yeah, I would say so. I guess so. <laughs> you better own that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, um, you know, that story where mm-hmm. they put the man in front of God or in front of Jesus, God, Jesus. Yeah. And he says, you know, I forgive his sins. And it's like what you were saying, Rachel, is like, if that's all Jesus did in that moment, that man had his sins forgiven. But then Jesus is like, but to also show that I'm the son of God, stand up, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jesus always... And he he heals us and he meets us. But sometimes even with your word, you're like, I'm mad at you, God, because you didn't answer the word. But I've had so many times in my life where I thought that God wasn't answering the call on my life, but Mm -hmm. he was just doing it in a way I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, when I was 10 years old. I went to this, I was kind of a weird kid. I always wanted to go places with our parents. All the other kids were like wanting to stay home and be away from mom and dad at that point. But I was always like, oh, you guys are going, they were going to like a prayer revival or something. Something a normal 10-year-old kid would like not be interested in. (laughs) And they had all these speakers from different parts of the world. And it was so crowded. Like people were out in the hallway and I was like pushed up against people. And, um, but they were taking an offering. And I said, oh, mom, I want to go put money. They had this big pot of money they were taking offerings for missionaries or something and my mom said when I was walking to the 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 stage she saw a call of the nations on my life and and she said you're gonna go to the nations and you're gonna preach the gospel and she told me that when I was 10 years old and so I was like okay God like let's do this and I always thought I was supposed to be a missionary and then it never happened, and it never happened, and it never happened, and it never Even happened. Even when you were set up, were you, was it Spain you were supposed to go to? I was it? supposed to go. And then you got really sick, and you're like, God, like, what is going All, on? And I'm, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm in my 20s now, and I'm like, 
it had, and I grew up like going to church and stuff. So there were opportunities, but it never happened that I went on a mission trip. And then I realized when we were starting our adoption of my daughter is that was our mission trip was to go to a different country and adopt our daughter and bring her back. And that was us going to the nations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I was so mad at him for so many years because all my friends went on mission trips. And he's like, yeah, but they got on a one week mission trip or two weeks. You did like one of the most amazing missions is going and meeting your daughter and bringing her back. Yes. And so I just encourage you with any words that in words that the prophets have spoken like over Harvest Church even. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, these things haven't happened yet. And we're like grieved by it. And I think sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, you were doing it in such a different way. And he had equipped us for our mission. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a mission trip. It didn't look like a typical church mission trip, but it was our mission. And we, I, my mom saw it when I was 10 years old Mm -hmm. and it was, I was 28. Well, even Joseph, how Before. long did it take him for his vision that the Lord gave him at a young age? And it I took was, all yes. that time. Mm-hmm. I was meditating on that today. It was Psalm 105, 19, and it said in um, the word of the Lord, the word that he got from the Lord, the promise, the dream, tested him until it came to pass. Mm-hmm. And so that's how, you, you know, I was also able to embrace each obstacle, each betrayal, each everything, because... God is sovereign. And what did hap- what happened with Job? The devil is the devil, but the Lord allows things in our lives sometimes to buffet us. Look at Paul. He allowed what what Paul was being tormented by, you know, to buffet him. And so um yeah, we just embrace all of that. Um and I'm excited. I'm excited to see where he goes. I still believe that he will restore my marriage. So put this down in history on your podcast. Well, because you know what? That's what we, my <laughs> husband and I, we have a burden to pray for marriages. Okay. So we just get to add your marriage to the list yes, of the marriages. Because we feel a strong burden to pray for marriages because we're like, yeah. ours was hopeless. And I had um, remained faithful. When and I did faithful. things in my marriage that warranted the biblical divorce mm. and yet I was still forgiven mm-hmm. for those things. Yes, anyone can be forgiven. And he said the world's wisdom is foolishness to God. What is the world's wisdom? If someone commits adultery in a marriage, that's why the, the divorce rate is so high. You leave them. Cancel culture. You know yeah, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm done with you. Even if right. a way lower offense a lot of times. Right, exactly, exactly. Nobody wants to put the work in. They don't understand that it's blood, sweat, and tears to keep it together. Even in our walk with Jesus, it's blood, sweat, and tears. There were times where I didn't even know what to pray, but he heard me. As long as you keep going, you know? So, um, but yeah, I only had one prophecy, and that was at the age of 14. I walked into a church that I'd never been into, and during worship, the pastor came up to me, and he said, the Lord said, if you uh, sing in his name, wonderful things will happen to you. And then another one, uh, a prophet said that he just heard or she just heard one word and that was an artist. Um, And so I'm still waiting on that. I'm like, (laughs) we'll see what you do with that, Lord. You know, yeah. So I think we have to speak those things. And yeah, something our church does a lot is they'll put the prophecies up on the the big screen during prayer sometimes and be like, this is something the Lord prophesied over us five years ago. Let's remember it and pray for it and see how God's going to yeah, manifest that. Yeah, because we're in the Bible. It's a, see, that's 
where I get, I need to practice on knowing the reference, like instead just yeah. remember where it says to contend for your prophecy. Yes. Contend, think of where that is. contend for the faith. Yeah. I think that's in um, Jude. Cause I think I was reading that last okay, night. That's, that's the, you get this prophecy, but you also have to like contend for it and yeah. go and say, okay, Lord, what are you speaking? So what am I to do mm-hmm. now with this prophecy? Where are even ones that have been spoken over a long time ago, like pulling them off the shelf and really digging deep Dusting in them praying yes, for them yes. and praying over them yes. and praying and saying, okay, your will, Lord, what's next? Um, yeah, I just, I feel like hearing your story, it, I feel like, you know, that song that's your goodness is running after, it's running yeah. after me. There was just, it was running after you and so many other things were taking you from the will of God and, you know, alcohol and, and all these other things, they, they numb us. Mm-hmm. And they make us feel better for a time, but they keep us from like the joy. And I just, when you walked in here, I'm like, there was just, you have a lightness to you. That's mm-hmm. when, you, when I hear your story, it doesn't match up with the person I'm, it, you know, <laughs> logically it does match up spiritually, you know, cause we yeah. have big faith and we believe God does amazing things, but it's so beautiful to see how God can take any story Yes, and mm-hmm. he's taking your story and now you're here and it's not like everything's easy and good now. If anything, you've got a fight ahead of you, you know? Yeah. Raising children in this generation is a fight that we yes. women. And I don't know if you have any, I don't know, um, encouragement for women maybe that have been where you have been um, that might feel like they don't have any choice in their life. They don't feel like they can get out. They don't feel like anything's ever going to change. Well, like Because something you said earlier is you didn't know how. Like, you know, the person we say, that, well, you're like, yes, I knew I needed this, but yeah. I didn't know how. What could you speak to those women today if they were sitting in this room with us and really speaking directly to them, you know? What would the Lord <laughs> speak through you? Just that there's nothing that you can do to get him to stop loving you. Mm-hmm. He will stop at nothing, even if it means shaking your world to get your attention and to bring you to your knees to call out to him. And all it takes is Jesus and surrendering your heart. You know, one thing was, it was exciting yet scary knowing that I was going to leave the old me behind and open a new door that I didn't know what was behind it. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable is my thing. And um, you are more than conquerors and if you walk second by second with your husband, Jesus, <laughs> you will get through each thing. Why not go to the one who already knows what is in your tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so um, live every moment to, to please him. Be so in love with him. And that comes with intimacy, you know, and rawness in front of your husband and um, be bare in front of him and only him, you know? And um, it's yeah. so I, I just wanted to say this really quick, too, since you brought it up, um, the children. My son had a, a child at school who spoke to him every day, you know, I hate you, I hate you, why are you here? And... My son finally broke down in Walmart and he said, I hear these voices that say, 
why am I here? I don't want to be here. And as a mother, you, you got to be in prayer for your children yeah. and pray defense, you know, but also pray offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that needs to be spoken nowadays too. Yeah. pray against the, the Lord. Jesus will give you insight on exactly what it is so that you can pray against it yeah. so that you can attack the enemy with daggers. He's given us a full body armor for a reason. He's given us a sword for a reason. So, um, you know, and, and the days that you feel like you just can't even get up, bring that to the Lord and he will miraculously carry you. There have been times where I've had, I've been so drunk in the spirit. I've had the joy of the Lord. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and it's all worth it so don't worry about tomorrow and live for the lord yeah that's beautiful yeah Um, and as we close this i know that's Mm -hmm. not something we usually do nat but if you would be um if you'd be okay with just praying over yeah audience like as we're closing this up if you could just say a prayer for um who's ever listening so that yes who are listening that this is um, if you're listening to this right now that this prayer is for you and this is from the holy spirit but what he wants for you today um, yeah that's so funny you brought that up because uh that song just that part your goodness is that has been playing in my head for about a week and a half now so that's how you know <laughs> yeah, you know one mind holy spirit who spirit can know together. the things of the mind of the lord except the holy spirit and we all have the same Holy Spirit. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, cool. Yes. I'm like, it's yes. Cool. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Yes. Girl, walk in that. Walk in it. Whatever you were designed, hold on to that on the inside and use your gift. Bring light. If he's tugging on you, and this is to anybody listening, to speak to the woman in the grocery store or the man. I always find that I'm in a spiritual attack when I'm about to speak something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have, he said, God is not giving you a spirit mm-hmm. of fear. It's a spirit that's yeah. trying to come against you. Yeah. And so you pray against that and you send the Lord's. He said the kingdom of heaven and earth, uh, has come to earth and through us mm-hmm. to walk it out here. So, um, anyways, okay, I'll pray us yes. out. Sorry yeah. about that. No, no you're we, good. We have been preaching. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I came into this and I'm like so encouraged and like yes. ready to yes, go girl. out. Yes, like, girl. Yeah. Warrior women. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so, so yeah. Father, we just, we thank you, Lord. Yes, and I do. will always say this. We thank you for an open heaven. Mm-hmm. I pray, Lord, that you reign heavenly dew upon each and every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God. I pray that you remove the scales from their eyes, Lord. Let them not be wise in their own eyes, but bring them so low, Lord, and teachable, Lord God, that they may see that the only way up is to get down first, Lord God. And I thank you that in all situations, you are a good, good father. Yes, you are. No matter the choices we have made, you love us anyway, Lord God. Nothing can stop that, Lord, and you will stop at nothing to pursue our hearts, Lord.
There are so many women out there that are tired, heavy laden, shackled, Lord God. We may not be in prison, but we are in prison in our minds, Lord God. And so I pray, Lord, that you tug on their hearts to call out to you, open their mouths, Lord Lord God, to just say your name, Lord God, that they live a surrendered lifestyle, Lord touch any heart, Lord. I pray that you bring increase and that you water it, Lord God. The harvest is ripe, Lord, and I pray that you make warriors out of the women that this falls upon, Lord God. That you bring forth laborers, Lord God, that your glory so exudes out of each woman, Lord God, that people will look at them and say, what is it that you have? What is that? I want that. How do I get it? And that we would say, Jesus, and we thank you, Lord. I pray that you give us peace in our homes. I pray that you put, that you dispatch angels and walls of fire around each of our homes to protect us from any attacks, from any ill-spoken words against us, Lord. I thank you that you fight for us. Let us lay on the altar what you put on our hearts to lay on the altar. Whatever we haven't given up yet, Lord, reveal it to us. Reveal it to whoever's under the sound of my voice, Lord God, and say, I want you to give that to me. It's like that picture with the teddy bear where she was hanging on to the small beaten up teddy bear. But you had a huge brand new, the new thing behind you ready to give it to her, Lord God. And so I pray that you tug on them so much so that you bring them to to their knees, crying out to you, Lord. Let every single uh, person under the sound of my voice encounter you, Lord. Encounter you, Lord. And let your kingdom go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Words are not enough. This was such a thank you so much for just telling us your story and and if any of you guys out if any of of what sabrina said spoke to you or you are like i'm that woman and you need help like feel free to reach out to us and yeah on all of our social medias just dm us or instamamas19 at gmail.com and we want to connect you to the body of christ yes you don't have to live in that darkness anymore no and um we would love to help you Find your way out because none of us do it without without the Holy Spirit and without community, right? And mm-hmm. so, anyways, thank you so much. Thank for you, guys. I appreciate it so, oh, so, so much. Thank you, guys. And, all right. Well, thanks for listening.